0: Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, he is the world junior record holder in the 100-meter freestyle. He, he blew up this summer. Everyone knows his name at this point. I'm, I'm really stoked to be sitting down today with David Popovici. Hello.
1: Hello there, Just a disclaimer, I, uh, I saw that a lot, and a lot of Americans and international people always get my name wrong because I have that I in the end, you know? Mm. But uh, for the record, for everyone, it's pronounced Popovich, like Popovich. Okay. You know, It's just like it would have a, a CH at the end, you know? Gotcha. Well, yeah, I should <laughs> Thank you for the introduction.
0: I was not doing my due diligence, David Popovich... Yeah. great to, great to be sitting down with you again man. Uh, so I have to I have to int- introduce this with we, we spoke in October of 2020 and yep. you you know at that time you were very blunt in the fact that you wanted to be the fastest 16 year old of all time yep. and now we're sitting down. Are you 17 yet?
1: I'm 17. I will be turning 17 on the 15th of September so you know a couple of weeks I don't know not. yeah in a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah. A couple of weeks. Uh, so you're still 16 and you, I gotta say, man, you blew that one out
1: of the water. Uh, so congratulations.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I, uh, I managed to not only be the fastest 16 year old, but, uh, the fastest, uh, 18 and under year old.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you've, you've still got a lot of time. So let's, let's dive into that. Um, th- but we'll start with today, you know, mentally, emotionally, Coming off of the summer you have had, how are you feeling today? Where, where are you at in, in, in your headspace?
1: I'm, I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, but I would say I'm at peace or calm. you know, um, kind of just uh, extremely satisfied with what I've done this summer and this whole season. And I'm just relaxed. I had a three, uh, three weeks vacation holiday. And now I came back, I've been training for like 10 days, I think, I'm not even sure. And uh, every day I'm getting back into the rhythm, like every day is a uh, constant improvement for, for the new season, because that's going to come as well.
0: What, w- when you're getting back into things, is it a uh, big technique focus? Do you start out with like aerobic type stuff? What is what is getting back into it look like for you?
1: Yeah, more uh, aerobic uh, stuff for sure like uh i even got pissed at my uh is that there's not a swear word right uh, no that's fine all right <laughs> uh, i even got pissed at my coach uh these last few days because everyone had uh, some strong sets like very fast sets and i was just hungry to swim fast it was like no we've got to take things slow you have to do this main set not that one and it was way easier and yeah but uh, at the end of the day i get it i get what he's trying to do and uh I have to be patient, but I'm still, uh, I'm still looking for some hard sets. I mean, yeah, uh, some, some fast sets.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, okay, so, so it sounds like things are going well. Obviously, you're ready to race again, but, but you, you know that it'll come and, and you'll get there. Um, before we dive into the summer, the biggest news about you for me was that you cut your hair. <laughs> and uh, the I, as, as someone who loves changing their hair and cutting it quite a bit I have to ask wh- where were you with that decision what what inspired it Your hair was super long super great but but why'd you buzz it?
1: I'm in my living room right now when I uh, when you were talking I was just I just saw a picture of me with long hair um, <laughs> uh, I cut it just because life is easier this way like <laughs> when, when I cut it I was uh, not as famous as i am now in my country i was getting a little bit of attention but some media some media companies still wanted to do some uh uh some news about me cutting my hair like it's not that interesting for i don't know prime time news you know i I just cut my hair life is easier you don't have to make it such a big thing like for the news um with swimming and in the winter and stuff uh it's just easier plain and simple i i know you have long hair as well right at one time, I longer. Did. <laughs> yeah, I did.
0: I did have longer hair. I, I've. I. I know how that goes, and f- for me at least, I'll grow it out for a few years and be like, okay, that's it. And uh, yeah, is, it's, it's much a, easier.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh the feeling you get when you cut it, it's just relieving. I mean, I hope I'm not boring people, but uh, if you actually do that, that do that sometimes, and yeah, it's just a whole new world. I mean, I'm. The me with the longer hair is speaking like who envied people with short hair all the time, but I was just afraid I would cut my uh, originality or personality when I would cut my hair, but I'm still me.
0: (laughs) I I totally hear you. And and talking to you for five minutes, I think it's obvious that you're still you, you still got that great personality. So, uh, with that being said, uh, let's dive into swimming. So, we talked in October, um, and since then, I, I know in, in April, you went 4909 at a meet, and then you go to Europeans yep. and uh, U- European championships. What were you thinking heading into that meet? Um, did, you have, did you have big time goals, or were you just kind of going there to see where you were at?
1: Um, so to give some context and to explain what I, would, what I will explain uh, further down the line, um, in Romania or in a lot of countries, not like the U.S. or Australia, we don't have trials. We, have, uh, we can get to the Olympics if we manage to do a, a time that's under the A-cut at a FINA-approved competition. And so I was basically hunting for competitions. That's what I did in uh, April in uh, Ukraine. Um, that's what I did at uh, European Seniors as well. I mean, what I was uh, trying to do. And I had the meet before in Belgium as well. Um, Like I was just hunting competitions and uh, basically hoping that I could get under 48, 57. And so the European champs were I think uh, my last, uh, my last chance to do that, to get under the A cut. So I just, that motivated me a lot, knowing it was kind of my last chance because I worked really good under pressure. That's just me. And uh, yeah, I was going there wanting to qualify to the Olympics. And in the heats, when I swam a forty-eight thirty, I was just shocked. Like the commentator didn't know, didn't know how young I was that I wanted so bad to qualify. <laughs> Maybe he didn't even know I qualified, and he was like, when he saw my reaction, he was, "Well, yeah, he's happy. He won his heat. <laughs> yeah, that's okay as well. But uh, I just qualified. I was in awe, you know, uh, euphoria." Mm-hmm. That's, that's the word for it. And so that was kind of my goal. At the 200, I went on 148. I still did a best time, uh, but I wasn't satisfied with it. I, like, I knew I could go under 148. And at the next meet, Romania Nationals, I went uh, 146. And I qualified for the 200 as well. <laughs> uh, for the Olympics.
0: So heading into Europeans, the, the main goal was to qualify for the Olympics, but... You, you so you hit that forty eight uh, three in in uh, in semis, but then you you move on to or sorry that was in prelims. You move on to semis. You mo- you make the final. Um, was it surprising to you at all to make that European final in the hundred free?
1: Um, to be honest, yeah, like we weren't really expect expecting it at that point. My best time before the forty eight thirty was the forty 49- nine. So I was kind of far. Um, so that was kind of my first uh, explosion into, I don't know, seeing my real potential, like dropping that huge time made me think, oh, maybe I could try and go under 48 sometime soon. Uh, because I went up 48. I'm going too far into details. Um, yeah, that was kind of like, ah, you like you swim nerds. <laughs> it's all about the details. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, and in the final I went a 48-0. Uh, and I was like, "Whoa, yeah, I did, I did my best, but I think I can definitely go faster." And I kind of proved that uh, in Rome. I was hungry, you know, hungry for uh, a good time, hungry for winning. Do
0: you, Do you feel like at European Championships you you evolved, <laughs> yeah, or at least certainly mentally? Do you feel like that really changed your outlook on okay? You know, I, I was I was this this kid coming into this meet, and now now I'm this kid. Uh, I've, I've I've stepped it up.
1: Yeah, for sure. When I uh, after the European champs, I felt like I was on on top of the world, like mentally, because it was my first uh, important international meet. Because I've been to international meets, but European champs that was my biggest one so far. And so after I finished sixth in Europe, that just um, I had in my mind, I had no limits then. And when you don't think you have limits, you can basically do anything.
0: <laughs> Which you did. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. Uh, it, it, yeah, yeah. So uh, it, it looked like that's how you were swimming at World Juniors, certainly. So then heading into that meet, or like you said, you have Romanian Nationals where you go 146 uh, 1, you make the A cut there. Was that, ju- did you have one event or the other that you would have rather swam at the at the Olympics versus the 100 versus the 200, or were you equally
1: excited to compete in both? Usually in meets or where I've swam before, um, the 100 was first, and so I was more used to that, but uh, I knew the schedule kind of way before the Olympics, so I prepared for that, like doing the 200 first. I expected i mean i wanted to catch a final so i thought okay i have to do heat semi-finals it'll it will be tiring, Mm. like with my peak form and peak performance and everything um and different time zones so yeah and so yeah but i i went prepared prepared to do both
0: and so so then heading into world juniors were you uh, what did you think about the fact that that meet was so close to the Olympics, especially after you had already qualified for the Olympics in both 100 and 200?
1: I think you mean, um, European juniors, not World juniors. European juniors. Yeah, yes. no problem. Um, so the question was, uh, how did I think I would do at the Olympics? Uh, while well, I was,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, were you, were you at all hesitant because those meets were so close together?
1: um i'd lie if i say if i'd say i wasn't kind of uh not scared of it but didn't know what to expect really Mm -hmm. because um i've never done two such important meets right one after the other Mm -hmm. but my coach knew exactly what he was doing like he knew how to make me how to make my peak form last for as long as it did and it did for a lot of time and he knows now even better how to make it last even more. Like if I have uh, uh, world, uh, world juniors, European champs, junior European champs uh, again next year. So next year will be kind of easier. Like, yeah, you see the irony here, but it will be easier than this year. Mm. So yeah, I put all my trust in my coach for this one. Uh,
0: so then you, you head into European juniors. You, mentally, you don't have limits. Uh, can you take me through that meet? And and uh, just again, mentally, did you feel did you feel yourself change over the course of that meet with with each swim and how it went for you?
1: Um, I felt really good. I mean, especially because I love the pool. I've heard a lot of the pool, everyone I've talked to uh, big swimmers told me it, it was the fastest pool they've ever swam in. And to be honest uh results show that as well like paul Biederman and a lot of other great swimmers uh, with, which have world records there um so i had the first race i had uh i was the first leg of the 400 relay man 400 free and uh i felt good like i felt really strong and i knew what i had to do the training was done and uh when i swam i didn't know i broke the world junior uh, record. I uh, broke it by one one hundredth of a second. I broke Minakov's records record. And I got out, people were shouting, waving, and they like trying to explain to me what I did. And so oh yeah that's cool. But I can do a little bit better. Don't just wait for the hundred free. <laughs> and uh the hundred free was next, like the next event, the next days. And so I went in the heats, so I went out just to qualify I did a 49, or f- no I did a 48, <laughs> I don't even remember, and then I did a 48 again, I think and then I just uh, did the absolute best I could the 4730 um, which proved I didn't know, again, I didn't know I was the fastest time in the world at that moment, people were again shouting, waving at me, trying to explain I was just really happy because uh, I kind of expected it, but it also still blew my mind. Mm-hmm. And then the 200, I again, um, did I do a best time? Yeah, I did a 145. I don't remember. No? Yeah, 145 low. Yeah? All right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have so many times and races in my mind. Um, yeah, I did a 145. So I did a best time in the semis, which I wanted to do. And then in, in the finals, I tried again to do a best time. But uh, the 200 final was 10 minutes after the 50 semifinal. And so I was a little bit tired, but again, I only had to learn from that. There will be meets when I have to do a 200 after a hundred back or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I have to be prepared. And again, I hope I'm not repeating myself too much. My coach knows exactly what to do, like the, the plan, how to deal with uh, media and everything. Yeah
0: what what are some of the things that your coach was saying to you after these races was 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 he giving you you know was he like okay we can we can improve here we can improve here was he just like great swim
1: <laughs> i think he was more of a great swim guy at that moment mm-hmm. only because uh i mean in the hundred at least uh because in the hundred i did very good i uh went a lot over my expectations and so after the races he was like good okay let's try and do that in tokyo as well i mean let's not get lost in all the attention like i went to rome with three three thousand followers and when i came back i had ten thousand eleven thousand and the messages were flowing flowing and it was kind of my first experience with this much attention so he knew exactly how not to get lost in it all and uh, just stay focused we're gonna go have a little training camp and then head straight for Tokyo. Yeah, all, at the 200, I had uh, had some mistakes and we talked them out. I talked with uh, uh, the guy we work with to do video analysis, he analyzed it all. And yeah, I uh, got even better at the 200. Thank you, Stein. <laughs>
0: I I I know this is a bit ironic. I, I I recognize I'm a member of the media, and I try to be coherent of that. But uh, how are there certain things that um, your coach has help, helped you with or or suggested for you that have really stuck with you in terms of not getting lost in all that attention? Once you know, once you did have those incredible swims,
1: it's just. I mean, it was simple. It was just a principle that I already had somewhere in my mind that he just uh, strengthened um if it's i mean the job's not done like kobe would say yeah the job was not done i still had to be concentrated okay enjoy it a little bit i mean you know i'm not a robot enjoy it a little (laughs) bit when you get back from the airport see your family everything hug your friends your girlfriend um but still stay calm and Still, you know. Yeah,
0: it's it, yeah. It seems like that's. I feel like that's really good advice for anyone in any in anything swimming or unswimming related. Um, especially something going going through a big a big change like that. Um, yeah. so you talked about coming off of European Championships. You felt limitless, right? You, that was a big confidence boost coming off of European Juniors and, and heading into those Olympics. Um, mentally, you know, where were you at heading into the games?
1: I wasn't feeling tired. I never felt tired. Um, not even throughout my 150 at the Olympics, which weren't great for me, but I didn't feel tired. Like I was even confused after I swam them. Uh, I mean, at least the hundreds I went to my coach, uh, I felt fast. Why did I go? I don't know. So, so slow for what I felt I did. He was just swim it as best as you can. I'll explain it to you after you're done, because he didn't want to influence me or anything. We 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 would just talk after we're done. Just do the best you can. Look, maybe you can do that better. Do that better. Little stuff, technique, yeah. and mental stuff. And after he explained it to me, roughly and in simple terms, because he don't wanna, he doesn't wanna um, fill my brain with this information. But basically. I just had to drag that peak form from Rome onto Tokyo. And I managed to do that in the 200. But uh, in the 100, I was feeling tired. I mean, it got to me, you know, if that's correct. Yeah, it got to me and that's normal. I mean, the Olympics weren't my main competition for this year. It was uh, junior Europeans. And so just uh, being able to qualify for two Olympic finals and almost getting an Olympic medal is uh a lot and i mean this a lot over all i thought i could do so we did extremely good
0: i i yeah any anyone who says otherwise (laughs) is in my opinion (laughs) exceedingly foolish yeah i mean you you had such an incredible summer like you said you were fourth in that 200 freestyle in the olympic final made two olympic finals i mean at age 16 uh Which just indicates you've, you've, you know, there's a lot left for you in the tank and swimming, which is, which was really cool to see, um, heading into the Olympics. When you get to Tokyo, you know, you'd been to Euro champs, you'd been to Euro juniors, you'd been to these big meets, um, were mentally, were you feeling still calm? Were you feeling comfortable in that Olympic environment?
1: Oh yeah, it was different. I won't lie. It was different. Like my coach likes to say, um, the Olympics are a different animal. Right? It's not your usual meet. It's not your Eurochamps. Not even that. It's different. It's the Olympics. It's every four years, and the Olympic spirit is different. Um, I felt when I first got into a pool and I saw that monstrous monstrosity of a pool. I it blew my mind. Like if that would have been full, like with people, it was. It would have been absolutely amazing, but even not full, like it was only with swimmers and coaches, it was amazing, and uh, I felt good in general there, like I felt uh, ready to do my job, like it's my job, full-time job, and the encounters I had with a lot of swimmers, with great swimmers were only, again, a boost of confidence for me, like, them uh, recognizing me and saying, yo, I watched you in Rome. Really you saw a Shostrom or watched me in Rome for real. Yeah, we did. Whoa. that's cool.
0: That is cool. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: uh, I mean yeah, to have to have your peers recognize what you did is is a pretty special thing and certainly not something
1: that happens every day did... Yeah, especially not at uh, this level. I mean, when pff, so many great swimmers know you and, uh, kind of admire you at, or at least saying they do, it's amazing. Like I want to do that as well when I'm even better. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: So then making your first Olympic final, um, heading into it, do you, do you have a pre-race routine? Do you have anything you do? either right before you get in the pool or just right before a final session that you do to get yourself in the zone?
1: Um, at the... You always forget how it's called. When we gather up before the race. Yeah,
0: the, the call room, the ready room. Call room, yeah. Sorry, I
1: always, always forget it. Okay. Uh, At the call room, I don't do anything special. If I feel like it, before heading to the call room, I take my headphones and I listen. If I don't feel like it, if I would just want to feel deep, I hear the atmosphere, I just don't take my headphones, it's not really anything strict. Mm. Um, If I want to, I stare at people, if I want to, I just keep it to myself. If I want to, I'm just going crazy Uh, (laughs) to distract the others. I don't know. Um, And just before I swim, I usually, I mean, it's more kind of a habit, more than a routine. I just do it instinctively. Uh, i take some water into my mouth and i spit it that's something a lot of swimmers do and uh maybe i'll do it something characteristic or symbolic to me maybe in a few years when i'm even better like i said
0: <laughs> i mean you, you've certainly still got time to develop that uh yeah sure what what were you doing in the ready room in before that 200
1: freestyle do you remember I'm pretty certain I had my uh, my headphones with me. Again, I just felt like it. Um, I was listening to Clams Casino for anyone trying to I don't know, listen to what I'm listening to before a big race. <laughs> Clams Casino, Google that. Um, I was listening to that great music and I I wasn't really thinking of the race. I just enjoyed the music, let myself be in that moment and focusing it was straight up 110 percent focusing i wasn't thinking of anything of tom dean duncan scott they were there i was there they did a great race by the way congrats also the brazilian guy fernando um but this time they were better than me next time who knows and uh i'm absolutely sure and i know that's a bold statement but that's me uh, i'm sure that in a couple of years or somewhere in the future some sometime near i'll be even better who knows
0: that's fair enough <laughs> uh
1: yeah i mean i i always try not to sound arrogant but when i get lost in the, in the swimming talk uh which i like i just uh yeah i had to get off what's all what's on my chest you know
0: well i i also think there is you can't be an elite athlete without having a certain level of confidence yeah. in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Sure,
1: sure. Yeah. To be honest. I mean, I get some of this uh, from, uh, Muhammad Ali, um, uh, Muhammad Ali, how you call it? Um, yeah. I like him. Yes. He was arrogant, but he was very good. And, uh, he has a quote, which I've said before. And I really like, um, it's not called being arrogant if you can prove it.
0: Yeah yeah agreed it's uh you know i again it it, the 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 level that you compete at is so high anyway that uh you you have to you have to believe in yourself and sometimes people have different names for that but to me that's that's just being confident and (laughs) and knowing how to swim your own race
1: yeah exactly a lot of people have different names that's okay if you recognize it only being uh I don't know a push for yourself. That's okay. That's my perspective as well. That's just ball talk, you
0: know. Mm. Yeah. So, so you swim the two hundred free. You place fourth in a a new a new best time one forty four sixty eight. And again, kind of tell me about how you were feeling after that race, headed into the hundred freestyle, knowing like you're you're running on all cylinders, you're firing, but also. You're tired. This is, you know, your third big international meet of the summer.
1: Um, mentally, how do you reckon with that? Um, while I swam the 200 free, and even before the 200 free, even before the heats, I wasn't at all thinking of the hundred because I knew I had a, I knew I had half a day from the final to the hundred feet hits considering i would qualify for the 200 final which i did Uh, i did consider that i mean and i never thought of what's next i just thought of what i have in my i don't know what i have next like the 200 okay i have to focus on the 200 and only after i'm done i can uh, feel how tired i am or how mentally drained i am but only after so during the 200 i uh, i never thought of that Um, I only thought of just have had to do it. I just wanted to do my best, you know, and um, I like this expression. I'll say a lot of times I was hungry. I was hungry for a good time. I was not aiming for a medal or anything. I went to the Olympics to gain experience. Hell, when I got into the final, if I have my lane, I have my chance. Just let me do my best. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I saw that I placed fourth, I was like, oh, Good wasn't really expecting that and then i saw that i was two 100s away from the third guy and swimmers know how that feels and i just went okay maybe maybe uh maybe a medal would have been just too much for me at at the moment because uh two months before the olympics i hope i'm not wrong i wasn't even qualified at 200 so a medal maybe would have came just too fast and i couldn't have handled it but uh, i took fourth best time almost perfect race in my opinion that's good that's all i needed yeah <laughs> uh
0: so then so then moving on to the hundred were you were you still hungry did you feel the fatigue of that 200 race where were you at
1: <sighs> like i said i Weird, weirdly enough, I didn't feel any fatigue. Like even when I swam, I was confused. Like why am I, why am I not swimming faster? Um, like I said, my coach explained it to me afterwards. Um, I felt good. I felt confident, and I did my job. Like my body was not really prepared, as it proved. Um, but mentally, I was strong. And only after I was done, even with the 50, which was my third event. Um, I got to relax and look in a perspective or what's your expression called? Um, hindsight. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But only afterwards, like don't again, another swimmer said that I'm not remembering his name. Sorry. Uh, don't rest in the middle rest at the end, or maybe Kobe said, it. I don't know, but there's no point in resting at the middle rest when you're finished and rest when you're satisfied.
0: Mm. So
1: then, uh, you know, you finishing up your
0: Olympic experience, you get to, you get to have that rest. What did, what did yeah. your coach say about your 100 or about your swims overall?
1: Um, we talked about my swims overall and my performance. When we talked about my swims, we always included the Rome ones. I mean, the Rome, Rome and European engineers and the Olympics. And so when he was referring to that and when we were talking about that, we always agreed that it was just an amazing performance and uh, maybe we can do better. But for now, just rest and we'll see next season. Um, Yeah, but overall, extremely good performance and uh, he couldn't have been uh, happier with it. And so did I.
0: Yeah. So so again from uh after world juniors like you said that was a whole new you were at a whole new place you get all this attention from from media from swimmers um and then after the olympics did you feel like you were in a a different place after that as well oh yeah
1: i detached completely after the olympics um i was kind of sick of the way home because it was uh 14 hours total of flying so I didn't really feel like it. I'm a tall guy. My joints hurt. My knees hurt when I sit a lot. And so the thought of me being in an airplane so much just, uh, yeah, but I got over that as well. And I got home and I finally got to enjoy, uh, yeah, finally got to enjoy freedom. <laughs> yeah. Freedom. Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, my friends, uh, my family, people I uh Talk to like I was just missing my city, like missing the environment. You uh, know, in Tokyo it was amazing, but it was a whole different world from what what it is here. Oh, I bet.
0: What what are what are the things you lo- enjoy about your city?
1: Um. Well, I don't think I don't have I don't think I have some things I really enjoy a lot. I list them, but at that time it was just. The thought of being home and seeing what I usually see out my window um, when I go out biking, you know, like uh, listening to music and going to the pool. I just missed the normal mundane, man, mundane mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you for teaching me some English. Um, but some things I really enjoy about my city. I like uh, biking a lot. Like going out with my bike, I just go in the city. I have my headphones on. And I just go on streets. I don't have a GPS. I just have my music in my ears and I just get lost in it. There's a lot of it uh, which I haven't gone through yet because it's a big city, Bucharest. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the things you all like? The street food is kind of good. I, I tend to eat a lot of that when I go biking, <laughs> contrary to what my coach might like. But yeah, sometimes I do that. Um, the archi- the architecture uh, here and there is kind of nice, and it's a city you some people might like. But uh, the traffic here is excruciating. Like you, if I want to go, go like uh, four kilometers away go to the gym, um, and I'd go at uh, twelve in the noon, it would probably take me like twenty five minutes to go. Three four kilometers away. Oh wow! So it's better by bike or uh, metro, metro or a bus, or tram or something like that. Mm-hmm. So the traffic—that's what I don't like, obviously.
0: That that makes sense. That yeah, a lot of traffic. I don't know if anyone likes traffic. Uh, certainly in my city, traffic is terrible as well. So I hear you.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think my traffic is worse worse than you and. When I think of what Beijing traffic will be, I I'm just grateful for what we have. <laughs> so yeah, we're all on different levels. Uh, absolutely.
0: Uh, okay. So fair enough. You you're getting into this new season now. Do you? Um, are there certain things outside of your tr- outside of the pool that you think you might be incorporating into your training this year?
1: Um. Not anything special, like I will still go do massages every week, like one or two. I'll still do cryotherapy, I'll still sleep, I'll still eat well. Um, there's not really anything new. I mean, not that I know of. Many of my dry land, land coaches already have something in plan for me, which I won't like. Maybe because it will be hard. But uh, I have to put some muscles on me. I still have to grow some more. Like, I, I still have stretch marks on my back and on my knees. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think there's anything really new. We, we stick to the plan. That's that's just it. That's,
0: that's kind of amazing to me that you're doing massage, you're doing cryotherapy, you're watching your diet. All, all you know... Th- is that something you just started doing in the last year? Because again, you're, you're still pretty young. A lot of kids your age are probably, you know, Oh, I'm swimming and that's it. I eat whatever I want. And I, you know, I don't stretch or anything like that. And that's it.
1: Um, yeah. A lot of uh, kids, I mean, even in swimming and in sports in general, don't think a lot about a lot about these details, which I think really make the difference like your nutrition, your uh, recovery methods, your sleeping, the environment you're in, everything. Um, so the, the nutrition, like I started working with the nutritionist from, I think, about a year ago from America. Hi Bob. <laughs> um, but before that, nutrition-wise, my dad was always passionate about that, and he always learned the best stuff for it. I mean, what's kind of best for me to eat? He wasn't an yeah, he wasn't an expert and still isn't. That's why we work with the Um, But he always gave me the best uh, he knew he could. Like I always ate healthy regard, in regards to swimming. Uh, and recovery methods, uh, again, my dad was very passionate about this, like what I could do best when I was little to do, to make it big, you know. And he learned a lot about nutrition, recovery methods, everything. And we kind of incorporated that since I was little, we knew, we knew I had to eat almost uh, every time after I swim. Like that's just one little dif- detail that makes a difference. Um, knew how many hours roughly you have to sleep basic stuff, but only in the last year, I'd say we took it on another level, like with cryotherapy. and everything.
0: How do you feel like the, the cryotherapy affects how you feel in the pool?
1: Um, after I get out of the chamber, for those who don't know, maybe there are some who don't know, cryotherapy is, uh, you go into a chamber or like a barrel, you still have some space in it and uh, temperature reach about minus 196 degrees Celsius. Maybe you can, uh, I don't know, Fahrenheit. you can Google that. <laughs> yeah. And so it's very, very cold. But after you get uh, you can't stay more than three minutes because then afterwards it's uh, dangerous. <laughs> but after I get out of it, I feel like a baby and I just feel like I want to sleep. Um, it really helps me in the pool. I feel like it maybe. I mean, it does help you. Otherwise, I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing it. Um, it relaxes you. It helps you with your sleep, for example. Um, yeah, it's hard to stay in there for three minutes with this kind of... Uh, temperatures but it's all worth it after you know. out that's that sounds really cold <laughs> yeah it helps with muscle recovery as well i forget
0: okay so i'm guessing it's like an extreme a very 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 extreme ice bath
1: yeah i mean um i've done ice bath ice baths before of course and i think uh ice baths are more extreme like um more extreme compared to one another when you go into a uh, a nice bath you face the temperature like instantly mm. uh, when you go into a cryo chamber it goes um i don't know it doesn't start out with that with mm. that makes it cold very cold extremely cold and then north pole you know and so you stay at minus 196 degrees celsius for like 30 40 seconds you can't manage to go through that if you feel very tired you'll get some skin irritations maybe you'll get burned from the cold burn yeah um weird i know but that's what happens so yeah you have to go there if you feel good like if you're feeling yeah, even a little bit in shape mm.
0: okay Thank you for giving us the cryotherapy breakdown.
1: That that yeah. was very... anyone, anyone <laughs> can try. You'll feel very good. You'll feel like a baby afterwards. Like you feel like you're walking on clouds for a few minutes and then you're just relaxed. You want to sleep. <laughs> uh,
0: that, that that does sound pretty enticing. I could I could go right. for a good sleep after <laughs> after an exceedingly cold chamber sit. Yeah, you could. <laughs> So, so moving forward, David, um, we know you're doing ISL this year. Um, Did you know even before the draft that you were going to miss the regular season?
1: Um, The regular season is the first stage. Is that uh, all right. Um, If I knew before the draft. uh, Yeah, kind of. I mean, (laughs) we knew, we knew that um isl would start on i don't know when did it start 29th of august or somewhere like yeah and at the time i thought about going into isl world juniors were still taking place and world juniors um, had to take place in at the end of august so i couldn't do both and that was in my schedule world juniors Um, that got canceled anyways uh, I still couldn't do ISL regular season because um, I'm not ready to do like three huge meets right after the other. Not yet. I will be next year. Um, so I had to take a break. I had to get it. What's the word for it? Like rhythmically. Um, um, you had to, uh, I don't
0: know, find your rhythm, get back in your roof.
1: Yeah, I had to find my rhythm in terms of swimming and trainings. And I had. And I had to get back in shape. I, uh, I didn't have time. I didn't have time for that, at least for what I can do now. I didn't have time from Tokyo to, to what would have been my regular season. But I will be going from the semifinals. Uh, that if my team qualifies, I hope they do go New York Breakers. Good luck, <laughs> boys and girls. Um, so I hope I'll go there. I hope I in, in the Netherlands, I think the semis will be held um and who knows godspeed let's go into the finals as well but for now there's nothing i can do control to what my team does i hope uh, i hope they're feeling good and again good luck
0: have have you raced a lot of short course meters in the past
1: Nope. <laughs> i think i've been uh i've been to only two competitions before one very small international one and Won a uh, short course national championships, um, but for now, like for the ISL and World Short Course and European Short Course, which are still this year, I will be training in a in a short course pool, and I will be training for specifically these meets because uh, they're interesting. There's something new, and again, I have no um, objectives for them. I just go to have fun and see what I can do. Gain a lot of experience because. Yeah. I'm still young where, whether I like to admit it or not, I still don't know a lot of stuff and I still have to learn from a lot of people.
0: Do you normally train
1: in a long course pool or a short course pool? Yeah. I usually train a uh, long course pool in a... yeah. It's the same pool. I uh, learned how to swim and it's, uh, two minutes away from my house. Nice.
0: Sticking with your yeah. roots. That sounds great. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, So, so short course is a pretty, pretty new animal do have, you know, from the races you've had of it and uh, you know, the training that I guess you will do, do you enjoy short course?
1: Um, I'm not the best at turns and underwaters and starts and everything, but there is a time for everything. And that's exactly what we're trying to do. I mean, train for those and get to see at which point I can get my turns underwaters and starts. Because those, even in long course, are crucial, especially in a hundred and in a two hundred. Why not? So m- these competitions are um, also some training and preparing for me, even on long course. Because long term, I plan on going sh- a long course mainly. Okay. <laughs> mainly. <laughs> uh, so I
0: spit That's the ISL. I know you have uh, have mentioned elsewhere you've looked or you've been contacted by NCAA coaches um, at, at at a lot of different schools Cal Texas NC State you know a, a lot of our top ones. Where what are your thoughts on the NCAA right now?
1: Uh, this is a huge conversation. I hope I won't bore any of y'all if I go to find the details. Yes, I have been co- I have been contacted by a lot of people on email. They contacted my father, myself on Instagram and everywhere. Um, and yeah, I had to like going into the ISL before the ISL. I didn't really know that you probably couldn't do both, like at least with the regulations now or since then. I didn't know you probably couldn't do both the ISL and NCA. So I just went in, into the ISL and... Uh, why not? Because nobody told me, you know, and when I got drafted and they announced it, a lot of coaches were like, whoa, don't, yeah, a lot of coaches were, are you sure you want to do this? Like, didn't you want to do NCAA? What are you doing? And I was, what do you mean? Yeah, like, that was my, the, that was my thought process. I want to do NCAA. Why not? Uh, but wait, you probably can do both. Like, these are the rules. Yeah, some details. Mm -hmm. And we talked to a lot of people, we talked to a lot of people who have been in the States and long story short, um, we understood everything that was NCAA and is college swimming. Um, And so I kind of opted for the decision to stay in the ISL and maybe even risking not being able to ever go into the NCAA again. Um, Because... And that's something I appreciate about the NCAA. There's a lot of teamwork. Like the team is on the first place. Um, if you go there, you have to swim for the team. You have to go to interstates. You have to be great. And that's great. That's sports, sportsmanship, fair play. And you get to learn a lot about being with, uh, having colleagues. And yeah, who swim just as good as you. And you live with them, like in dorms and university and everything. Um, and for now, my, uh, what I have here, my recipe, is good. Like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's uh, what the coach from Stanford told me when I told him that I'm probably going to stay here. Not only in Romania, but in Europe in general. Mm. Because I'm more close to what I know works best for me. My relationship, my chemistry with my coach... Um, my chemistry with uh, my dryland coaches. Um, I don't know how I live with my friends, my colleagues, my school, everything. Um, Yeah, so I kind of, when I learned that I can't do both, I had to make the kind of the decision. What will I do? Withdraw from the ISL and maybe go into SCAA or um, do what I did, like stay in the ISL. And so because I probably won't want to go in the States to train because what I have here is great for me. I made a decision to stay in the ISL as well. I hope I uh, made sense. Makes total sense. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, the uh, obviously now with, with the NCAA rules changing, there's a lot of things that are up in the air. Yeah. One, of, uh-huh. one of which is like, can you do ISL and NCAA? which, um, you know, you've, you're in the ISL now, uh, you and, and many other athletes will probably have a lot of time to decide down the road. If, if the NCAA is something you want to do or the ISL is something they want to do, yeah. but, um, yeah, that made total sense. And it's, that's, that's cool that you have all these opportunities and you get to have these decisions like that.
1: Yeah. I'm grateful for all the messages and offers and everything I have received. Honestly, um, but again, like people were calling me crazy, uh, denying offers from these uh, these uh, universities, like D1, top D1, top in the country, everything. Um, but for me, it is more important to um, excel in swimming, in my swimming, and for me, uh, this is what works best for me yeah i'm sure there are a lot of head coaches great coaches um, teachers uh, environment i'm sure it's great but what i what i have here is my best environment for me i'm not saying uh, anyone else shouldn't go like some people don't have extremely great chemistry with their coach like i grew up with my coach he's young as well he's 30 um, and i've been working with him since he was 21 or something So we kind of grew together and there's nothing that could really replace this. Not any coach, not any university. And uh, I want to do it. I want to excel by my own. Like I said, uh, I'm sure being in a team is great and probably the best decision for a lot of people, especially young athletes. Uh, But for me, I mean, that's not what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Without any offense to anyone. I don't think you can argue with that that's it.
0: certainly certainly seems to be working so far honestly if i lived in europe i'd probably stay there i, I, I think europe's great
1: <laughs> yeah yeah of course if you look at texas if you look at nc if you look at all these great swimming programs they have extremely good results but i'm trying to get extremely good results even in long course and even faster you know absolutely
0: well, David, it's always great sitting down and chatting with you. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your, your evening uh, to, to, you. to sit down and talk about the, the summer you had and your, how you've grown the experiences you've gained. Uh, what do you, you think in heading forward? You're, you're getting ready for ISL coming into the new season. Do you, do you have uh, pretty lofty goals now that you've seen what, what your limits were last year?
1: Kind of my uh long-term go- long-term goals like uh, very long-term goals and career changing goals i don't know i just want to change the world of the 100 freestyle i just want to kind of reinvent it and <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's simple i mean i'm sure yeah no uh, when i think about it i get all excited you know because uh but long-term goals I want to get as many gold medals as possible in the 100 in the 200 in the 100 fly back doesn't matter I train for all of them and my potential I mean that's something my coach always always tells me um, I will never reach my full potential like I will always grasp for more like perfection is not achievable be the best version of yourself. And that's what I will do. And that's what I will try to do in Paris, world championships, everything. And even in my everyday life, it applies as well.
0: You've been listening to the Swim Swam Podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swim Podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.